Hey guys, welcome to DeBerry Golf and Country Club's podcast. This is Selena, and I am stepping in for Maxwell since he has a case of laryngitis. Don't forget Thursday at 7, we're having a self-defense instructor for ladies' night. As well as Friday, we have DJ Vince doing karaoke. Stay tuned for our very first DeBerry Golf and Country Club member highlight featuring John Cassis. So hey everybody, this is Maxwell with DeBerry Golf and Country Club, and I'd like to welcome our very first guest for our member highlight section, uh, John Cassis. So thank you, John, for being a part of this. Thank you, Max, for having me. Great. No worries, no worries. So uh, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna start off real, uh, real slow and get to know you a little bit better. So John, for anybody that doesn't know you already, go ahead and introduce yourself. And uh, why don't you tell us how long you've been with the club? Well, I've been here for 24 years. I came from Chicago. Um, I had aspirations becoming a senior pro and making the tour. And so I moved down here in the wintertime and lived up in the summer in Chicago. That's how it began. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, John, what did you do before you moved down here? So I've been a professional speaker for 30 some years. Which was really my first choice in choosing you. Uh, I thought it'd be a really good way to kind of break the ice and then set the bar really high. Mm-hmm. So once everybody hears, uh, hears John Cass's interview, they're gonna go, no, I can't beat that. So uh, you have a really cool story and I wanna talk to you about the Chicago Bears. So I think that there'd be a lot of people that are really interested. We got a lot of Midwest folks here, myself included. So uh, John, you had a little bit of a career with the Chicago Bears, am I correct? Yes, I did. Tell us about that. Well, for 12 years, I spoke before the games, all the home games. I was kind of an inspirational, spiritual type speaker under Mike Dicka. And the the, the 80- one and only. One and only and the 85 Bears. Interesting story before every game, Mike Dicka would actually ask somebody on the team to lead him in the Lord's uh-huh. Prayer. Okay. And uh, he picked William Perry, the fridge. Fridge Perry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm in the back of the room with Jim McMahon, and Dickon looks at Fridge. He says, when I'm done, you lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Right. So McMahon leans over to me. Dick is still talking. He whispers in my ear. He goes, John, Fridge doesn't know the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> okay. I said, sure he does. He's no. The big guy, look, he's sweating. He doesn't know it. Right. I said, Jim, everybody knows the Lord's Prayer. We're fine. He said, I'll bet you $20 he doesn't know the Lord's Prayer. That's fantastic. I can't keep him quiet. So I just said, all right, you're on. Just be quiet. 20 bucks, I say he knows the Lord's Prayer. Now we're betting, Max. Now now you're betting on on the Lord, Lord John. You're betting on the Lord. It's never been done in history. (laughs) Okay. So Dickett gets done talking. He looks at William says, William, lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Everybody bows, gets real quiet, and William prays. Now I lay me down to sleep. (laughs) The entire place Bursts into laughter. Now, William knew the Lord's Prayer. He hitched up his pants. He gave us a big wink. Yeah. 
Afterwards, McMahon walked up to me, handed me a twenty-dollar bill, and he says, "Here, John, I didn't know he knew the Lord's prayer, man." <laughs> that is fantastic. That's outstanding. So, um, you also play ball, am I wrong? I played for the Angels. You played for the Angels. How long did you play for them? I just played three years in their minor league system. And uh, you, you know, uh, you know a place that I lived in for ten years really well, Decatur, Illinois. Decatur. So, I actually played in Decatur. Right, right. There was a billboard of you in Decatur, Illinois. Oh my God! You there, remember uh, there that? was a billboard of you in Decatur, Illinois. I've seen—I didn't see the actual billboard, obviously—but um, I've seen pictures of the billboard of you, and you had long, flowing, golden locks. <laughs> it wasn't golden. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and you looked like a, a WWF wrestler back then, just with the long hair. Yes. And you—you you fit the part, so I thought that was really, really cool. So we had that kind of little tie together. I didn't can, know you knew that. Yeah, that's man, amazing. I knew that. So yeah. uh, we have that tie together. I think that's really cool, but. Um, and a question that I wanted to ask you is, uh, what drew you to this community? You know what I mean? Like, I, surely it's not just, I bought a house here, you know? Those who are have been members of this club for some time, there is a special bond between the membership. There's This, this is a club unlike ever, any I've ever been. This is my fourth club in my 12 year career. And this is a place that feels like truly home to me. You know what I mean? Um, so what what really is it for you about this club that does it? What brought me here was a man by the name of Glenn Van Proyen. I used to play golf with him. He was a Chicago Cubs scout. And I played with him in Chicago. And I had a speaking engagement in Orlando. And he invited me to come here. And I spoke and I loved it. And I came back again and I finally bought a house here. And then I realized that the community is great. I mean, it's the people. It's the camaraderie. It is. Yeah. You know, the course will be great at times, and it has been phenomenal. At times, it's rough. But it's always the people. Right. Just special. You know, there's a, a fellowship there. Absolutely. And, and I think, again, that's what kind of keeps me here, you know. Um, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very glad <laughs> to be here. But uh, that's what keeps me here is just the, the membership that we have is super special. Um Again, it's 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 unlike any club I've ever been, you know. But it's not just the membership; it's it's the people that have worked here for so long. You know, we've got Annie who's been here 25 years, and we've got Sharon who's been here 15. We got Lenny who's been here 20. We got, you know, that says something about a club. You know, we've got members that have been here since day one. You know, yes. uh, uh, Joe Scalera. What's is he? Number two, I think, in the club, something like that. Know. You know, so there's there's something special about this club, yeah. and and I want to get that out to the to the newer members who are the young execs who are just now joining. You know that this this club is unlike any other, and there's something special about it if you really give it a chance. And 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 despite what bit of hardship we're going through right now with this weird transition, mm-hmm. it's very awkward for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we're counting the counting down the minutes till it changes over, and we can kind of fi- finally have some kind of stability, but. What makes it great is just the membership that's around us and the camaraderie amongst everybody else. So I think that yeah. you're you're a big part of that. You're a very big part about that. You know, majority of people know John Cassis, but those who didn't, you know, hopefully will now know a little bit more about you. So um, I think that's really cool. So John, I got a couple questions to ask you, and uh, Fire away. so these are ones that John wanted me to. Uh, Wanted me to know, or wanted me to give him a little bit. What are the questions about? I said, John, I'm not going to tell you. These are going to be some fun <laughs> questions. So uh, we'll call it Six Questions with John. How's that sound? Oh, boy. All right. So, John, first one. Uh, who do you know that really reminds you of a character in a TV show or a movie? Who do I know that reminds me? Wow. 
We all have that one person where we go, yeah. that person reminds me of a character. Maybe, I, I had a friend that reminded me of Gilligan from Gilligan's yeah. Island. So Maybe John Genta, uh, a mafia boss? I can see that. Yeah. I can totally see that. Maybe like a small part on The Sopranos back in the yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, He's such a nice guy. I know. He's such a nice guy, but he's got that look <laughs> about him. I can see that. So, All right, so next, uh, in 40 years, John, in 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? 40 years from now? What will people be nostalgic for? Mm. They might be nostalgic for driving a car. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Tesla's taken over, man. You know? Yeah, I know. Um, you get cars I'm to think. That's themselves. a hard question. It is, it is. But um, I think part of the past we, we hang on to, we, we grow up, and things we like today tend to be the things in our past growing up. Mm-hmm. We tend to bond towards certain foods and certain people, and I, I think 40 years from now, those people will go back in time when they'll bond with whatever they grew up with. I get it, I totally get it. Um, all right, moving on. What is the most ridiculous fact you know? Most ridiculous fact I know? Mm. That, um, Californians have a no smoking clause all over the world. What? Yeah, you can't smoke anywhere, but they have the highest pollution sure. on the planet. It's it's uh, oxymoron, and plus the fact that they won't allow people to smoke for secondary smoke. Yeah, and yet it's carbon monoxide awesome. yeah. in cars is thirty times greater yeah. than any smoke. Yeah. I mean, out in LA, the smog—you you can set the smog to to a clock. It rolls in about nine a.m. and nine p.m. and it's weird. So I get it. But wait, so you're saying that when you become a California resident, you sign a clause saying you won't smoke anywhere? Well, you can't smoke almost anywhere That's on crazy. the planet. There, you go to hide behind buildings or. In the- <laughs> well, we like Florida. So, you know. um, okay, cool. So uh, here's a good one, John. What would the world be like? if it was filled with male and female copies of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my, oh, my. It would be um, a happy world. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It would be a non-fighting world. Sure. Um, I tried to get along with everybody and uh, create a sense of peace and Uh joy and a world of appreciation. I worried that there would be no bad golfers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that would be my fear if everybody were John Katz's that's, that would make me look like even worse than golf players that's so. good I like that alright cool uh, two more so John what's the weirdest smell you have ever smelled Maxie what are you doing to me here <laughs> weirdest smell mm-hmm. I've ever smelled mm. now that's kind of a loaded question and, and depending on your answer I'll go back to that it might be Decatur, Illinois. 100%. That's what I was hoping you'd say. That is exactly what I was hoping you'd say. So in Decatur, Illinois, if you haven't been there, we have two plants. And there is a Staley's plant and uh, ADM, which is Archer uh, Archer Daniels Midland, the biggest soy manufacturer in the world. So it has its own atmosphere in Decatur, yes, Illinois. Yes, it does. About five miles out in any direction, you know you're coming to Decatur, <laughs> Illinois. Am I wrong? Yes. You've spent some time there. It is the strangest most 
It's just a weird smell. Yeah, it's I, an I, awful I played smell. minor league baseball in Decatur yeah. part of the time, you know, we'd travel. Mm-hmm. It was awful. No, and nobody liked going there. And everybody that I've talked to that's ever been to Decatur, they go, oh, God, it stinks there. And I go, I know, I know. But you become accustomed. I was there for nine years almost. And uh, I would wake up and go, oh, that smells like Decatur. And then when I'd go somewhere else, I'd go, this is clean air. This yeah. is what this is what the normal world smells like. So I was, I was really hoping that you would, you would uh, say that answer. So. Finally, John, uh, the final question is a would-you-rather question, okay? So, John, would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in? The city or town I was born in is Toledo, Ohio. It's a good city. Good city. But I would move. You'd move every week. <laughs> I would move every week. A chance to explore different cultures, sure. different cities, and sure, I'm with you 100. I'm, uh, you know me, I'm a rambler. I got to yeah. keep moving nonstop, yeah. so I would never be able to stay in Detroit, Michigan, forever. <laughs> I agree. But speaking all over the place, I, yeah. I tra- I, you know, I traveled, saw all kinds of places. I loved them. Very cool. It was fun. Very cool. All right, John. Well, uh, again, I want to thank you for being our very first guest on the show. I hope it takes off, and I hope that people. Uh, learned a little bit about you and um you know you, you get strangers coming up because every stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet right i would love it thanks All right, Max, cool. again for thank you me. so much john for being a part of this all so. right appreciate it buddy